0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome back after the long Yamim Noraim and Sukkot. We are picking up with our Shiurim on the Parashah with the Perush, the commentary of the Zera Shimshon. We are beginning back in the beginning. <coughs> Unfortunately, we weren't able to do Parashat Bereshit because Bereshit is always like we didn't have a Monday night before Bereshit. So we're starting with Parashat Noah. Um, a few things, a few new things. I know that many of you and many others have been listening to these Shiurim on different websites, Baruch Hashem, to the Zerah Shimshon, And we've said that the Zerah Shimshon ma- has made many promises that I've seen come true for people that have listened to the Shiur since we started for marriage and blessings with children and so much more. So we now have an email. I'd like to receive people's testimonies about stories, uh, people that watch, people hear, I want to receive stories of things that have, miracles that have happened since you've started, or if you've, if you made a, some kind of a, you know, uh, uh, if there was a reason why you wanted to start listening or learning the Zer HaShimshon, and if that came true, I want to hear those stories, and if you would like you can tell me to share them or not share them, but I think it would be a zahut, not only that, but it would inspire other people as well. So share those stories with us at zera stories at gmail.com. Very simple, Zera Shimshon stories with an S at the end at gmail.com. I want to hear those stories, and I would definitely love love to share those stories with others. And hopefully, Belina Adair will also post that uh, Gmail on the, in the comments on uh, YouTube. Do you have a question? No. Okay. Tonight's Shi'ur is dedicated and sponsored for the loving memory of Haya Bat Elka. <clears throat> May her neshama have an aliyah. Amen. Also, it is dedicated for the reflu'ah Shalema of Eliyahu bin Margalit. Um, who was injured in Eretz Israel? May Hashem give him a rufta nefesh or Rufat guf. Also, Yosef ben Munavar, and Yosef ben Rivkat Zirael, who was unfortunately had an accident yesterday. May Hashem give him a full rufta shalma. Amen kini And in the zechut of the thezer Shimshon uh, it's also leilu nishmat Rav Shimshon, um, Shimshon Chaim ben Nachman Michael. And it should be a Melitz Yosher for all those that are single to, be, to get married by this year. And those that need children, may Hashem give them a bracha of zera HaYamah. Amen, Keni So Parashat Noah, so exciting. So exciting to be back in the beginning. It's amazing because you think you know the Torah, you don't know anything. And then you start over again, you find new things, it's just crazy. That's always Noah. No, it's just, it's crazy. So the Pasuk says, And the world, or the, the earth, had gone astray before God, lost its way. It had become bad, filthy. It's just, it was a very, very bad world. So he says, let's pay attention to certain things here. But in these Pasukim, because in the beginning, what does the parasha start by telling us? The reason why Hashem decided to destroy the world. What does it say? He says, "Amar." The pasuk says, Vatishahet, which means it had gone astray or lost its way. And what do we say was Vatishahet? What do we say? What was the sin that really? What Hashem was saying is vatishachet. It says, "Dehainu znut." It was sexual immorality, incest. That's what was really happening in the world of that day. So many different things that were happening in the world then, some of which that unfortunately we are familiar with today, sadly, right? These are not, nothing new. Like Shlomo Amalek said in his wisdom, En Chadash there is nothing new under the sun. You think you've come up with a brilliant idea. You're wrong. (laughs) Shlomo Hamel. Right. You haven't come up with a brilliant idea. Everything you think of has been thought of before, and most of the time it's been done before. So he says, when it says that the world had lost its way, it's talking about Zenut. That's what was happening. And that's why Hashem says he decided to destroy the world with the flood. And then it says, The world had become filled with Hamas. It's not hummus. Hamas. What is Hamas? What is Hamas translated as in the Torah? Dehainu, right? Gezel. It is stealing. There was a lot of theft going on also. So, we have two things. We're discussing two things here. Parashat Noach says, the reason why Hashem decided to destroy the world was, number one, it was because of znut, because of immorality, sexual immorality. And then it says, The world had become filled with hamas, which is gezel, which is theft. But afterwards, the Torah does not mention the theft part of it anymore. The theft being the reason of the destruction. Rak Amarit only says, Vayar ed ha'aretz, and Hashem saw the world, ki shchit that it has started the destruction, it's lost its way. So, and we said ishkit is the znut that was happening. So which is it? Basically our question is gonna be mainly, which one was the main factor for destruction here? Was it because of Zinut that Hashem decided to destroy the world? Or was it because of Gezel? Because you see that the Hashkata was what was really, really wrong in the eyes of God. And that's why God decided to destroy the world. It was Zinut. It was that immorality, the incest that was going on. That was more than theft. However, V'acharkach, Afterwards, Le Hashem says to Noah, the end of all living things have come before me. because the world has been filled with Hamas. Now we go back to Hamas again, which was what? Gezel, it was theft. Right? Demashmal Lehepech, now we're saying the opposite again. The main punishment was because of the Gezel. The main punishment was because of theft. We're going back to theft again. Again, one more time, the Pasuk talks about it. I will destroy the world. Again, Hashkata is mentioned, which is what? Zinut, incest. So which one is it? Did Hashem destroy the world in the time of Noah with the flood because of theft or incest? Because of that immorality? Or was it because of people not respecting each other's belongings? Which one was it? It's a very good question. In fact, it's a very simple question. What... um, Because when we read the Torah, we should really ponder this question ourselves. Because many times the Pasuk, as he just mentioned, quite a few times the Pasuk says, you know, Hashem said He's going to destroy the world because of the Hamas. And then it says because of the Hishkit. So which one is it? Was it the Hamas, was it the stealing, or was it hashkata? Right? Any questions so far? That's great, clear so far. The odd, and furthermore, Kasha'an <coughs> <coughs> It's a little bit difficult because the Chachamim say, Kol Magom She'ata Moze any place that you find Zenut, sexual immorality, Andromosia ba'ala olam. Andromosia means chaos. Any place that you find that kind of immorality going on, you will find chaos. Remind you of certain places? The White House. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like today's day and age, like you could steal things from stores under nine hundred something dollars, and you can just go scot free, and that's chaotic. That's literally chaos. Like people. You know, um, this person just went to rob a house. Older lady was in the house alone. She was in her 90s, right? And the poor thing was awake, unfortunately, and the robber just shot her dead. And he had been arrested multiple, multiple, multiple times, but he had been let go celebrity? every time. Huh? Celebrity? Really I mean. No, this was not a celebrity. It's an older lady. And this is something, unfortunately, that's being repeated more and more. If you want chaos, that's what chaos is, right? Chaos doesn't have to be people running around the streets with firebombs in their hands. I mean, something like that did happen like a year ago, right Right during COVID and stuff like that. But it's like right, right by my house, right by my house, I watched people run out of a shoe store, run out of a shoe store with like, 15, each of them, like 15 boxes of shoes, running, get into their car, and they like sped away like there's no tomorrow, okay? Now here's the funny part, I didn't see any security, nobody came out of the store, nothing. So I was wondering like, was it a theft or were they just in a rush? They just bought a lot of shoes. So I went into the store and the next week I'm like, hey, uh, uh, did you guys get robbed a couple of days ago? He goes, yeah, I'm like, hey. he goes, what are we gonna do? What are you going to do? Like, why? I was like, there's nothing we can do. No one's going to do anything about it. That should make you sick to your stomach. Right? In broad daylight. People are getting robbed in broad daylight. That's chaos. So he says, when there is sexual immorality, that's where you find chaos. Because it just brings it, that tum'ah, that impurity brings chaotic things with it. So that's what Chachamim say. Tovim However, what happens in this chaos, unfortunately, good and evil get destroyed together. The innocent and the weak are unfortunately, they become um, collateral damage to the punishment, so to speak. Because, they're, because that tum'ah, that negative energy is so bad, even the innocent get hurt. And we've seen that unfortunately. So it says, therefore, according to this declaration of the Chachamim, from the fact that there was sexual immorality going on during the time of Noach, only for that reason the world was already destined for destruction. You didn't need any other reason, right? You only needed this reason, which was Hashchata, kol Kolbasar. So, why is the Torah coming and telling us? oh, Hamas also. It was because of theft too. I don't need it. There was enough, if you're telling me there was enough of Kishkit kol basar, there was enough of, of, of immorality going on in the world, incest going on in the world, that was good enough reason because the Chachamim tell us that when something like that is happening on a large scale, even the innocent get hurt. Which means if God wants to bring the flood, everybody goes. Unfortunately. So that was a good enough reason. Why do I need the Gezel? Be'od. Be'od Amru. elala Gezel. In Sanhedrin daf Kufchet Amud Aleph, it says that, uh, that the, the people at that time of the flood of Noah, their final ruling of the king of the world, so to speak, Hakadosh Hu, was not stamped, it wasn't finalized until theft. When theft started becoming rampant, that's what sealed their fate. It was theft that really sealed the people's fate. <speaking in Hebrew> because they were hurting each other. <speaking in Hebrew> Okay, so, so therefore we still have a question, right? So if now we have another place in Sanhedrin that says it was Gezel. It was because of theft that sealed the fate of the people in that generation. So which one was it? Why do you even need the sealing of their fate because of theft? If you have incest going on, Chachamim tell us because of incest, it's total destruction. It's chaos. So why do I need that? Claro so far? Everybody got it? Yep. How are you good? Here we go. This is beautiful. let And this. And he says we can answer everything. We can answer everything with what's brought in the fifth chapter of Daf Daflamet bed amud Aleph, 32 first Side of the page. In the Varim, when Moshe Rabenu is talking to Bnei Israel, right in the pasuk it says names of different places that the Jews travel. However, those the, what's the reason that Moshe Rabenu mentions the names of the places the Jews traveled? That's what right. So Moshe Rabbeinu was mentioning different locations that different things happened with Bnei Israel, But he didn't want to say explicitly what had happened. He'll mention the location, right? Like, you want to hint to your friend when you were teens, what you guys did at the corner of Pico and Robertson, when you see each other, you would be like, hey, 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 you remember Pico Robertson? Hey, you remember that? <laughs> You're crazy, right? You'll never tell them exactly what you did, right? This is what was happening. Well, you probably do it to your friends because you want to embarrass them. Moshe Rabbeinu was doing it to the Jews because he didn't want to embarrass them. So he was just hinting to them. So he says, when it says, Vedi it was the name of a location, Vedi Amre Devi Rabi Yanai. Right. The, 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 the Beit Midrash of Rabi Yanai say, Kach Amar Moshe Kadosh Baruch This is what, the Beit Mirosh of Rabbi I said, said, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ribonosh el Olam, Bishvil Kesef ve Zahav, Sheishpata lehem le Yisrael, Ad shamru die, Hu garam sheasu Listen to what Moshe Rabbeinu said to HaKadosh Baruch. Bedi Zahav was the sin of the Chet Worshipping the golden calf. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was hinting to the Ben Israel. The house of uh, the Bindrash of Rabbianai says, You know what Moshe Rabinu was saying to Hakadosh Paruhu? Why did he name it Di Zahav? That's not the name of the location. It was Har, Har- Sinai. Okay. Why did he call it Di Zahav? Because you could read D, the word D, Dalit, you'd also die. What does die mean in, in Hebrew? No. Enough. Die Zahav. What does die Zahav mean? Enough gold. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying to, to HaKadosh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to God God, you gave Bnei Israel so much gold so much so that they said die, enough imagine having so much money that you'll be like hey, I, I'm cool please no more, can you imagine saying that? I don't think anyone in this world has ever said those words I don't think anyone you've ever known has ever said enough money Have you ever known anybody that said enough money? Like, listen, no more investments, I'm gonna pull out of everything. No more working, no more investments, nothing. I don't want any more money coming in, right? Have you ever heard of such a thing? No. It says B'nai Israel, you you have? You have? No investments, no money coming in, no profit coming in from anywhere. Just living off of what they have, enough and giving away. Hazzaku (laughs) Baruch. that's because they're like very depressed. (laughs) Oh, because they're very depressed. That's it. So. But that that, by the way, brings up a very very important point. Brings up a very very important point. Here is someone telling us that he knows somebody that has so much money, that they don't want any more money, but that's because they're very very depressed. That's that's yeah. living proof that money does not bring you happiness. Right, living proof. You know, we live for Ulam Haba, we live for the world to come. When the moment you forget that you live for Ulam Haba and you think you're living for this world, that's when depression comes in. When you constantly want money, it's because you forget that you're living not for here, you're living for there. So you're constantly trying to get money for this world and you're spending money in this world. But you don't realize that your neshama is getting more and more unhappy the more you have because that's not what it wants. Unless you're giving the neshama what it wants with that money. Then you have the best of both worlds. You give so much tzedakah, you do so much chesed, you help so many people. Then your neshama is getting its side of the coin. And you're also having pleasure from your money. The greatest pleasure a man could have is by seeing someone else smile because of you. You help someone out, it's the greatest pleasure you'll ever have. Guaranteed. So back here. B'nei Israel, it says, they got so much money. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Hakadosh Baruchu, You remember when you gave B'nei Israel so much money, When they, so much so that they said, Die, die Zahav, enough gold? That's the money that caused B'nei Israel to build the golden calf. They had too much money, they had too much gold, so what did they do with it? It enticed them to build the golden calf. So you understand? To have a lawyer like Moshe Rabenu on your side, literally telling God, you know what, Ben Israel might have worshiped the golden calf. Yes, I didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain. I came down, they, they dis- disappointed me as well as you. But hey, let's be honest, when it comes down to it, whose fault is it really? Right? You gave them a lot of money, a lot of gold, they got bored. What did you want them to do with the gold? There was no markets around, no Amazon, no eBay, nothing. What do you expect them to do with all that gold? They got to do something. You know, Bezrat Hashem, you guys will have kids. Amen. You'll have kids someday, right? I've I've learned something about kids today, especially today. When When they come to find some money, meaning like, it's either allowance, or they did something, they, they, they earned some money for themselves, right? Kids, younger kids, you know? They don't save money to like, buy something that they need, right? That's not how it works, like, oh, I need this, I'm gonna they go, okay, so I have this money, what should I spend it on? Like, it's like, I gotta find something to spend this money on, because I have it, it has to be spent, like, uh, You have to constantly explain, like, just because you have the money, it doesn't mean you have to spend it right now. Save it until you need something, and then you can spend it. No, but like, then why did I get this money? Like, why? I have to spend it. And it's usually junk. This is what happened. B'nai Israel had so much money, they felt they got to do something. So Moshe Rabbeinu told HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you gave them all this money, and they did something wrong with it. It was whose fault? It was your fault, technically. And and this is what the Chachamim say: Arinohem, a lion roars not because it just ate grass. A lion roars because it just had luscious meat. Basically, what the Chachamim are saying is, a lion doesn't roar because it ate grass or or wheat or like. It's, a lion roars because it eats. Meat. It's fearsome, it's strong, that's what gives it the energy. Because it has meat, it's a lion. You feed a lion hay, it's a donkey. That's not a lion. Right? You'll never find a vegetarian lion. You'll find a vegetarian lying. <laughs> I found those a lot. I'm only a vegetarian on Sundays. You know, or like, You know, no. You'll find a lot of those vegetarians, but you'll never find a vegetarian line. I gotta write that down. Can you write that down? I got copyright. I'm kidding. (laughs) What? Do you think of that before? No, no. This just. What about the vegans? A1. All right. So we'll continue. (laughs) What? (laughs) Can you please incorporate that voice more into your shear? That voice more into my shear. I don't think it's a. <laughs> A lion does not roar. A lion roars because it has meat. So it was an example telling the Jews sinned with gold because they had gold. They went, "Great!" It's, you know, it, we needed to do something with it. It's a, it's a, it's a mashal. It's a parable. It's comparable to someone that had a son. He gave him food. He gave him drink. He gave him wine. Then he put around his neck a a a wallet or a case full of gold. And he sat him down by the by the house of harlotry. It's like that. It's a mashal that the Chachamim say. Like, how do you feed him and give him wine, make him drunk and then give him all this gold and then sit him down in a place that he's definitely going to sin? How do you challenge someone like that? So Moshe Rabbeinu was telling, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you challenged Bnei Israel because you gave them so much money they didn't know what to do with it. Amar <coughs> Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says, Amar, you not... I'm Rabbi Yonatan, in the name of Rabbi Yonatan, how do we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepted what Moshe said? Because later it says, Because later on it says elsewhere that Hashem said, ah, I gave too much money and they, they worshipped idols. Hashem accepted what Moshe said and said, I gave Bine Israel too much money and they worshipped idols. Moshe Rabenu was probably the greatest Lawyer. Any Jew has ever had. Imagine, you know, they say like the best lawyers are the Jew, like Jewish lawyers are the best, the most successful. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah? Imagine someone says like, "Hey, who's your lawyer?" Uh, uh, Moses, like, like the, Moses. the like the Moses, okay. like Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest lawyer, like in all the court of all courts, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's court, and he comes out winning, right? And he did because Hashem forgave us at that time. At least they didn't annihilate the Jews. So, therefore, <clears throat> he says Bnei Israel technically sinned because they had too much gold at the time. Now, listen to how he's going to answer our question with this. It's gorgeous, beyond belief. So, too, here in the, in the generation of the Mabul, in the generation of the flood. It's because if Hashem would have wanted to punish B'nai Israel because of the znut, because of the incest and the sexual immorality, the people would have a ta'ina and and a kadosh Why? Get ready for this people. Say what again? Because if if Hashem wanted to only punish the generation of the Dora Mabul, the generation of the flood, because of the sin of Zenut, of sexual immorality and incest, the people of that generation could turn around and have a problem with Hashem. You know what that problem would be? They would say, how could you expect us to control ourselves when people are so beautiful? Women were so beautiful. Men were so beautiful. Chachamim tell us that, forget everybody else, but this, this is just one aspect of it. Chachamim say that compared to Adam and Chava, compared to Adam and Eve, we're less than monkeys in looks. I know that you've heard the opposite. <coughs> that we come from monkeys but believe me if someone from that generation from the generation of Noah from the generation of Abraham Avinu and Yitzchak Avinu and the Avot and and the Shvatim if they see us they'll be like what happened and then they'll probably come up with like (laughs) theories of evolution and like (laughs) mutation it's like oh I see what it is (laughs) you know because, mamash, we don't know what beauty is. How tell us that the generation of, What? What did happen? The world Be- dead. What happened is, as spirituality came down in generations, so too physicality came down with it. Physical beauty dropped because of the, 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 the spiritual beauty dropped. At that time, the world was different. Number one. Number two is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had just created the world. You have to understand, you know, Noah was living in the same generation with Adam and, 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 and Chava and his kids. Do you understand what it means to be first generation created by God? You don't even know what beauty is. We pro- if we would see Adam or Chava or his kids, we would probably pass out. No joke, like you haven't seen, we, we, haven't, we don't know what to compare it to. No offense, Chasve khalila I am one of you myself. <laughs> right? This is no offense to anybody, anywhere, but I'm just saying. I never thought about it like that. Angels couldn't control themselves. Ah, it's going to bring it down. Ah! You just, psh, look at you. See what happens when you're not in your phone? <laughs> That's two for me tonight. <laughs> That's two for me tonight. I veen. Okay. <laughs> so it says Kemosha Amruba Perak Khalak, it says in Sanhedrin, tafkufchet amud aleph. Uh page 108. The first side. Dorhamabul non it keuelah. There's so many things that talks about as to how beautiful people were. How amazing the world was. Right? And then over there it says that these people were not so guilty of all of their sins other than the fact that the enticement at that generation was so high, What's huh? So he says, "What? What did What's you say?" We they were in, they, their ta'avot, their their Desire. desires. They they couldn't stand their desires. Look, like the like the like the mashal that he brought. You know, how do you have a kid drink a lot of alcohol, give him a lot of food, fill him up, and then give him a bunch of gold coins? Like that enough money that he could buy ten people, okay, and then send them to a a place of zanut. Like you think he's, you know, you think he's not gonna cave, right? Of course he's gonna cave. So here too, if Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to punish the world only because of the zanut, people would turn around and say, "What do you expect us to do? Everybody's so beautiful, everyone's so gorgeous. It's like we 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 couldn't control ourselves, right?" what, what? You're supposed to kill people for certain things, you know, like sexual things. Okay. So, if it's not so bad, why wouldn't you destroy them? Well, you're saying you was not gonna destroy the world just because of that. Because that, because, but number one. like certain things, you're supposed to kill people. Right, so number one. So if it's not so bad. So number one, the Torah wasn't given yet. Right? Yeah. The Torah wasn't given yet. However, the reason why this was so bad is because it had become in such a high scale. It had become so normal. It had become a part of society. It was the norm. Yeah, but it's even less now. But so you're still according to Allah, you're supposed to kill people. That's because there's halacha now. Yeah. So we're going to point one. They didn't have the Torah. Yeah. So therefore, because they didn't have the Torah, for one or two cases, you can't do it. You're not gonna, you know what I mean? Nothing's gonna happen, but when the entire world is following suit, then you have a problem of like the world is being destroyed because of incest. Everyone's doing the wrong thing. Yeah, but it wasn't it incest? That's so. That's the, So what was the, what was the other thing? The animals. Right. That was the part of that. That's what sexual immorality is. It wasn't just with humans, right? It was with animals. It was. It was just all sorts of but things. They, 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 It says that the difference between animals and humans Is animals don't know the difference between good and bad And then humans, they know now Because they ate from the tree of good and bad So they know between good and bad So we know that Animals don't know between good and bad Why do animals do? So that's a different point you're bringing up But if we're going to answer it from this shiur We can simply answer that what? As we answered when there's nut, there is what? Chaos. The innocent go with the guilty. Mm-hmm. That's what the chachamim said. Mm-hmm. So that, right? Why didn't go? Because of the survival of the world and because Noah was a tzaddik. Or else the Torah wouldn't say Noah ish tzaddik tamim haya. He was a tzaddik. I thought he was the only tzaddik. I thought that the whole generation... He was the only tzaddik. But that doesn't mean there were people that just didn't know better, they were innocent, da, 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 children, this and that. We talked about this before, I think last year. Mm-hmm. Right? But unfortunately, the world had become too, too chaotic. So it says, um, so therefore it says, Ubifrat Bedor Especially in that generation, in that generation, women were extremely beautiful. Ad me'od, it says. In Sanhedrin, what should they do that they shouldn't sin? How, how could they not sin? Right? Because the eye sees and the heart desires. That is is. We're walking around, everybody's so beautiful. Everyone, it just It was inevitable almost. That's what it's trying to say. There's even more so that we know that the Torah says it's brought down I mean it's learned from the Torah that there were two angels that came to earth and even the two angels fell with this problem. That's very Kabbalistic we can't get into it how do angels even sin? they don't have free will. But it just goes to show, it's pr- try- basically one of the main surface reasons is it's trying to tell you what kind of generation that was. It was so bad that even the angel that was like a computer, that doesn't even have a free will of its own, couldn't stand it. Had to do what everybody else was doing. And fell for the same trap, so to speak. So, Amnam, with this Ta'ana, with this Rebuttal, so to speak, that people of that generation could have saved themselves from the sin of Zenut, Because of this, so what was our question? Original question: What was the original question of the Zera Shimshon? Hashem wanted to destroy the generation because of zanut. One place, it's one time, it says Hashem destroyed the world because of zanut, and then it says because of theft. And then it says Zenut again, and then it says theft, right? So which one is it? Was it because of Zenut or the, Why do I need? And then the second question was, why do I even need the theft? Because we know already, Chachamim tells us that because of the sin of Zenut, everybody goes. So you only needed that reason. Why does the Torah have to tell us that it was also theft? So he's a, now you know, what? Well just answer it. One second, one second. One second. So he says because they could have saved themselves from destruction by having the rebuttal and saying, how did you want us to, how did you want us to lay off? We couldn't, people were just too beautiful. We couldn't, we couldn't hold ourselves. We couldn't control ourselves. It was too much, and Hashem would have caved. They're right, I gave them this beauty. It became too much for them, right? So he says, but that in itself became their destruction. Why? Main judgment came on the people of the Dorhamabul because of Gezel, because of theft. Ah, why? Shame Hati Ameen. Me ey na ulam habba Venitke obishvil roba tova mat sore chayala hem gezel. It says because if you're living in such an olam habba, the people were living in literally heaven on earth. Every aspect of it. If you're living in such an olam haba, if you're living in such a Gan Eden, why do you need theft? Why are you stealing from other people? You have everything. People had everything. Everyone was beautiful. The land was perfect. Everyone had everything. So why are you stealing from other people? That became their last sentence. That became what sentenced the entire world to destruction. That's why the Torah first says It was because of Zanut And then it says Gezel Aye, you could have destroyed them because of Zanut No, maybe they would turn and say How could we have controlled ourselves? Everyone's so beautiful, you created us this way Then Hashem could say what? Oh yeah? Everything's so great, everyone's so beautiful You have so much money, you have so much wealth You have so much greatness in this land Then why did you steal? Why do you need to steal? If you're stealing, when you have everything you need, that's something that calls for destruction. That's something that can never stop. Because if you're stealing because you have needs, okay. If you're stealing because you have everything and you're still stealing, you have problems. Right? El okay. osim From here you learned that people were stealing just to anger Akadosh Baruch Hu, out of spite. No one needed anything. It was theft out of spite. Like in Persian, you know, per- I, I, there's no way I can say this in any other language, but in Persian there's a saying, Khubizr Deleshun Zadevud, you know what that means? Too much good, got to it, it got to them. There was, it, when, when someone has too much good, it's not so good. It had become so good, that it was just not good anymore. Not good enough. If that makes any sense. Because of all the good they had, they went all the wrong ways. And they started stealing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, if you're doing all this wrong because you have everything and everyone's so beautiful, then why are you stealing them? That means you're just doing it out of spite. You don't need to. Because of this, their fate was sealed because of theft but the main sin was Zenut but the sealing of that of that judgment was because of theft that's what did it that's why the pasuk says the world had gone astray before God which is Zenut but it was not enough to judge them for death But because the world became filled with theft, then Hashem saw the world and He said, it's lost its way with this znut that they're doing. But it was tied into the gezel. And, And He says later on in Parashat Vayera, He says more on this subject as well. It's unbelievable, okay Just to say So much of this has become so relevant, it's scary So much of this has become very relevant Right before our eyes, we don't even recognize it We live in a state where a lot of things That according to the Torah are wrong Are not only okay, they're great Right? Right? And then what happens? Theft is literally legal. Under account. Under 950. Okay. And, uh, inflation is because of inflation. There's just no consequences for your actions. Right. So what does that tell? you yeah, we're living in the same kind of world. Bar-minan. We're kind of like literally experiencing the same not thing. Not that was That's what I mean. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we're we don't have. We don't, I know we don't. We don't have the same enticement people had in the time of the Mabul, right? For many reasons. You know, with the help of the Chachamim, that, that went down many degrees. And I guess Baruch Hashem, I mean, in a, in a sense, thank God, I don't know, according to this, we're not as beautiful and enticing as, as people were. People were in the time of Noah. According to this, I mean, according to, 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 to Chachem. Huh? We don't live as longer. we don't, you know, Hashem changed the world after the flood of Noah. It just, everything changed. Like for instance, uh, 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 before Noah, there were no seasons. Right? Everything was just perfect. It was perfect weather all the time. You would just walk out every day. There were no songs about rain. You know? No rain before? No, it was. But it would rain at nights. There was no such thing as like having to like have umbrellas, this and that. No one was going anywhere anyway, right? <laughs> but the world was perfect. It was perfect weather all the time. You know, you would plant, things would grow, you know, you would it was just a perfect, beautiful world. But Akadash Baruch Hu saw in his wisdom can't. It, too much of it. It just They destroyed it because it was too good. Therefore, unfortunately, Akadosh Baruch Hu had to bring more work into the world. Why? Just be busy. Hashem basically said the world needs to be busy working, once in a while staying at home, once in a while going out. Not all the time just having everything perfect didn't work with Arya Tzerhara. Having it sunny every single day didn't work with Arya Zerhara. Imagine going out every single day and go, ah, what a beautiful day. Right? Imagine that. I mean, different people see beautiful day differently. I mean, depending on where you came from. I mean, at that time, in the time of Noah, everybody came from the same exact place because there was no Panjia. You know what Pangaea is, right? There was no separation of the earth into seven continents, it was just one continent, right? So it was one zone, everybody living together, weather was perfect all the time, like all the time, it was just, it was a world of bliss. But did it do good for us? Obviously it didn't, it didn't. So for whatever reason, Akadosh Baruch Hu needed for us to once in a while come out and be like, ah, oh, I hate this weather. I'm not going out today. So maybe it's good for you not to go out today. Yeah. Is this kind of a mirror for what happened with um, Adam and By the way, sorry, I, I have to mention, there are, there are different reasons, obviously, of why seasons were needed and seasons and everything became, you know, but that's for another time. Yeah. Is that like a Kabbalistic idea, the seasons and like stuff like that? Is that like Kabbalah? Or is that, mm. like how do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. What I want to say is because I'm a genius, but I can't say that I'm being recorded. Wait, oh, did I just? Question. I'm kidding. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's 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 brought down many okay. places. It's and it's then, not something. Uh, I I don't know if Kabbalah brings it down. Um, I'm a little behind on my Kabbalah uh-huh. learning. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's mentioned other places that seasons were. Right, I'm just curious to know that. But I was just thinking after the whole sin with Adam Harishon, it kind of seems like a mirror of what happened here. Like him, Adam and Eve like had everything they could ever want and they still sinned. And then Hashem said you have to go out in the world and work and not everything's going to come easy to you. So then why was this whole new generation built with people, everything being so accessible to them and everything being so great? Because when, when Adam Harishon sinned, it partially became uh, decreased, let's say, the greatness that was in the world. It was just like little by little, like the light Right, but then more and more. many things didn't change. Uh, listen, um, a woman would, would, would become pregnant and give birth. With ease. During Not only with ease. Oh, just easier. It, even Chava, right... She, she would still give birth, but it was with pains, right? Yeah. But there, there are opinions that say even afterwards it was in nine months. Um, when the baby was born, people talking, they're like, they're yeah, people again. would just start talking and walking. The baby would cut its own umbilical cord. I love this stuff. Can we have a class. You on know, just, like, this type of stuff? I have to catch up on my Kabbalah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have to say it like Kabbalah to sound very like No, you make it sound modern. So, like, annoying. Right. Because I learn Kabbalah. <laughs> How fake does that sound? Not so interested anymore. Okay. Huh? huh? No, if I if I if I decide as Hashem someday soon, to teach Kabbalah, we'll have to have a line formed here after class of everyone walking over and kissing my, my, my hand. Uh, of course, the men, you know, and then that's how Kabbalah teachers have to do it. You have to kind of represent the wisdom that you are... Kabbalah anyway, I want to... The whole idea of what it's supposed to be has changed so much and, like, become so, like, just not what it should be. I want to share a story with you guys about immorality that we were talking about. Um, I heard this from Rav David Yosef, Rav Ovadia Yosef's son, uh, Rav David Yosef Shlita. He said that uh, many years ago, he was sitting with his father in an event or something, and somebody came up to his father with a woman. With a what? With a woman. And um, he had a question, he had a she'elah about marrying this woman. And the question was that this woman was married before. However, she never received a proper get. She never received a proper halachic divorce. And so he came to Rav saying that he spoke to another rabbi and the other rabbi had different viewpoints on how she's really divorced because a man that doesn't give a divorce to his wife is technically crazy and a crazy man. Many different things. So he was telling Ravavadia that um, he wants to marry this woman, he wanted to ask if he's able to do so. Ravavadia said, absolutely not, you know, I don't know where you're getting this idea from, but she's a married woman. Right? So he argued with him about it for a while, and he really wanted to know the psak of Ravavadia. So Ravadya says, fine. If you really want me to delve into this situation and, and really... Um, Study this psaq to see if there is any loopholes in any way that I can help you Because Rabbi Vadia was famous for this He has saved hundreds and hundreds of agunot Unfortunate cases of agunot Women that had husbands that were missing And when a woman has a husband that is missing And she doesn't know if he's dead or alive Unless she knows that the person is dead She can't remarry anymore Right? So there are cases of men that went into war, they were MIA, no one found their body, or they were captured, right? So Rebu had given hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of heterim for women to remarry, right? Without like, not the news that the husband has died, but with evidence from here and there, sometimes it would take years, not a single one had ever turned to be wrong. Not a single, do you know what that means? That's crazy. That's help from Hashem like you have no idea, right? So rovadia was very much, and not many Chachamim don't even involve themselves in this. Because you're, you're, you're on, you're walking on thin ice. If Chas Shalom, the husband is alive, and the woman goes and gets married and has children, Hasbushalom, those children are shalom, mamzarim. You know? bastard children. So it's a big it's a big it's a big responsibility. So in this situation, Ravadia says, fine, if you agree that you will listen to me whatever the psak is, I will study, I will find to see if there is any way that I can help you get married, I will. But if not, whatever this situation is, you will listen to me. He said, absolutely. So ravadia spends time on this. And he writes a psak. He writes a final um, thing that, what his decision is. And the decision was that he can't marry this woman. She's a married woman. And he gives it to this person. He's not so happy about it. Okay, he goes. A year and so later, they were at some other place. And this guy walks over with this woman, married, and the woman is expecting. And Rav David Yosef says that his father became extremely upset, extremely upset. As he said, number one, he gave me his word. Number two, he says, I put my time. This means I wasted my time for this person. He didn't value my time that I was doing him a favor, really trying to help him here, right? He becomes very, very upset. And he shows that he's very upset to this man and the woman. Make his story short, unfortunately, that person did not make it through that year. What person? The person that married that woman, after Rav Ovadia had a talk, said certain things to him, he did not make it through that year, and he knew that was the reason, because when he was in the hospital, he spoke to Rav David Yosef, and he even told Rav David Yosef, this is because of Rav Ovadia. but he still unfortunately said that he was right, he was, able, he was allowed, but he told Rav David Yosef that this, this is happening to him because of Ravavadiyah, right? Many years later, Rav David Yosef was giving a lecture someplace in the States, I think. After the, after the lecture, a 16, 17-year-old kid comes up to him and says, Could I speak to you outside? I said, sure. They go outside and this kid starts crying. And he says, do you know the story about... Da, 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 da? Of course, of course. how could I forget? So the boy says, it's him. He's, he's the child. And he's upset all the time. He doesn't know what he's going to do in his life. He feels he's lost. What wrong did he do? Rabbi yourself was saying, he hugged him and he kissed him. He said, don't worry, you've done nothing wrong. Because the kid, poor kid, he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. His parents made a mistake. A big mistake. He's done nothing wrong. He's, he's a Jew. He's just a, a, a certain category of a Jew, that can only get married to certain, huh? Right, he's, he's a mamzer, unfortunately. Uh, so, right, so I just felt this was a story to share here, because Parashat Noach, that talks about incest and things like that, this is partially, this is mainly what Parashat Noach talks about, and why the destruction came into the world, because Hashem doesn't want the world to be filled with improper marriages and relationships. Because everything in the world rides on relationships. Our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our relationships with each other, our relationship with our wives and our husbands, the entire world was created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu for relationships. The first mitzvah in the entire Torah is prurvu, is to fill up the world and procreate. How do you do that? By having a relationship. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, made laws and said this first mitzvah of the Torah that I'm giving you which is the most important mitzvah it's the first one I want you to fill up the world I need you to do it correctly with Kedushah with tahara, with purity and holiness Baruch Adonai Amen even go?